there it is. We are back. It is week three of NFL. Am I excited? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Two weeks in a row, the stacks have been hitting very well for me. Uh, no, nothing like uh, you know stacking the right game, having a sneaking suspicion Baltimore, Miami is going to shoot out and shoot out. And then you're like, see, I've got this stuff figured out. I'm so good at this. So this week I'll probably suck because I'm feeling way too confident right now. What's up, new guy? I hope you just found the channel. A couple of you are finding it every week. We're just going to keep growing it slowly but surely. I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player. I focus on golf and football, and my goal is to help you not suck at this shit so bad. Okay? Because it's hard. I mean, it really is hard. It took me a long time to become a decent player, and it took me even longer to become a really good player. I have another guy on here who I'll introduce in a minute who helps me with all this shit, and he's also a high-limit player that knows his shit just as good as I do. So between the two of us, I bet you'll get some pretty useful information. All we're doing today is previewing the week three slate every saturday night we also give our final thoughts where uh where ownership has went how we feel about our final stacks and then we also do a monday and thursday night uh showdown hoedown uh which is the flagship of the station where we break down the the slate for that so come check out all those we do this all the time you can count on us we're as reliable as donkey chalk hitting at golf it always gets there you mother father so uh, with that said, you got to be wondering, what the hell is this big wheel over this guy's shoulder? Well, let me tell you. All you got to do is uh, every Sunday I watch the games live, the early slate of the games live. A bunch of people come hang out. We drink ranch water, talk shit, celebrate our lineups. And I do drawings for Millionaire Maker tickets. If you get drawn, you get to make a free Millionaire Maker ticket with John and I, and we will split the profits 50-50 with you, right? So uh, you should get in that. And you're thinking, well, shit, I want to be in that. Well, it's very simple. Go like and retweet this show over on Twitter once I post it here in about an hour. And if you're like, I ain't got the Twitter, it's very simple. Just go tell me down in the comments of this YouTube video who's going to be who's going to be the slate breaker play this week at week three NFL. That's all I want to know. Who's going to be the slate breaker? If you do that, you can get a name in there. You can also get another one on Twitter. Get a bunch of names on there. Get a Millie Maker ticket. That's it, you mother father. All right. Long intro. Without further ado, let's get going. I'm fucking pumped for this slate. I'm feeling good. You know what? When you're a GPP bro, for all of you that don't know, a GPP bro is a guy that just plays GPPs, which is what me and my buddy John here are. And when you have a winning week being a GPP bro, it always feels pretty good because it's hard to even break even just when you're playing exclusively GPPs. And when you finish up a little, it almost feels like a big win. But that's not what we're after. We're after the big wins. So without further ado, John Galt JD is here with me. How you doing, brother? Woo! I am ready to talk this week and to uh, review last week because there were some close shots on goal last week. I finished uh, top 20 in a bunch of big field stuff. I had three in the top 10 of a big field Thursday to Friday or a primetime slate uh, tourney. So lots of shots on goal. Uh, didn't quite get there. It was a super high scoring week. Didn't you but, have a? Uh, didn't you lose like four thousand dollars on a stack correction over on Yahoo? You you were like I did. Yeah, you were. I went from five uh, k cash into fifteen hundred. I dropped from fifth to sixth on a, a post. They all uh, thirty five hundred. What's called. This is this is why I'm a big proponent of flat payout structures. When you drop one spot, you should not drop seventy percent of your money. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and then had I moved up for uh, four spots, first place was hundred k. So you know, some people all top heavy. Some people have called that a nice hit. So uh, the, I, I knew that you and I were both going to have good weeks because we were both talking on the show last week on this preview show. Go back and watch it if you don't believe us, you mother fathers. But uh, we both said the sneaky shootout game that we both liked was the Baltimore-Miami game. We just thought, you know, like I, ta- I, I even remember making the joke about every time I see Miami in a game, I always think to myself, shit, this, could, this, could, this game could shoot out. And it definitely did shoot out. Uh, I will say this, though. The one thing that I regret is I played the Lamar side of the stack, not the Tua side of the stack. And some people, novices would say, but Lamar outscored Tua, so you were better playing Lamar. But that's not entirely true, is it? Oh, no. We, they, with the price-adjusted uh, 
points there, Tua definitely outperformed Lamar. You could just fit in so many more expensive pieces going with the Tua side versus the Lamar side. Exactly. I, he was almost. I think. I think Lamar was seventy four hundred. So that's eighteen hundred cheaper. That 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 allows you a lot of freedom other places in your lineups. And so uh, here's the one. This is the hundred dollar single entry from this uh, past week. This is the winner. It looks like Swisher House nine one eight. Uh, this was the winning lineup that won $100,000. You can see it there on my screen. And part of being good at DFS is understanding why, wh what lineups that are winning are doing and what you're not doing or what you could do better. And so, you know, we didn't go select this out of a million lineups because this illustrates our point. We literally just went and picked the fucking winner of a contest that a lot of you like to play in. So we're going to use it. And it just so happens this guy made a really nice lineup. So, uh, John, why don't you walk us through some things in this lineup that you see that you think that you really like? There's really nothing in this lineup I don't like. So we have the Tua premium double with Hill and Waddle, a bringback of Mark Andrews. So, you know, right off the bat, love a double stack with a bringback. I think that's like basically you know, anti-stakes at this point for tournament entries. And then the correlation with Amon Ra and Gibson, even though Gibson didn't really get there, Amon Ra went nuts. Mm -hmm. um, and then same with the Arizona-Las Vegas correlation with Josh Jacobs and Dorch. So basically you got all three of the games that I was on in terms of uh, that I thought had a possibility for shootouts and that all kind of did um, at least end up on the higher end of the scoring spectrum. And so, you know, really nice correlation there, really nice access to some games. Um, a little more uh, chalky uh, ownership than I think I typically would like to see in my lineups. Like Waddle looks like his lowest um, skill position player. Tua was low owned, so that stack generally got a little lower ownership. Um, and then the Jags D to close it off was really nice because a lot of people were – um, Taylor was a super high-priced running back um, that a lot of people were on. And then a lot of people were on those cheap indie-wide receivers um, when Pittman went out. So that was like nice leverage off some of the popular spots or some of the higher-priced guys on the slate. So this was uh, just all in all just absolutely artfully uh, crafted lineup that so, got there. It's a work of art. Here's here's my two takeaways from it. The things that he likes. I mean, obviously, the, the big double stack is awesome with the bring it back with Andrews. That's perfect. I think that's how you should start almost all your lineups. And Tua is a guy that can get two receivers there. I don't, you know, I guess Lamar ended up getting two receivers there, but I wouldn't bank on him normally doing that, right? And you know how I feel about Jalen Hurts getting two receivers there. I shouldn't say receivers, two pass catchers there. So Tua could get two guys there. He picked the right two guys, which is pretty obvious because they're like both usage monsters right now. Running back with Andrews. But here's what I really like. He went and got access to the big, uh, the game that everybody wanted, right, which was the, the Arizona-Las Vegas game. But he did it in a way that he had access to that game, and he didn't have uh, – and, and he ate the least chalky part. Josh Jacobs was the sneaky play in that game. Did Josh Jacobs do well? No. You see the big freaking cold symbol right there by him. But that doesn't matter. It was still a clever play, a way to get different. And even though he was 9% owned in that game, that was, a, that was relatively low owned compared to the other parts of it. Yeah. Yep. The other thing and the other thing that he did that I really liked is he you know, you can see right here, 200 cap space is what he had left. So he could have eased. I mean, obviously he can he could have fit. What was it? The Bengals defense in there against the the stupid. What's it called? And if he did that, he doesn't have one hundred thousand dollars. Don't play defenses that are going to be 25, 30, 40 percent owned. They don't go off that often. They really don't. And what did they get? I don't even know how many points they got. I'm going to assume like two or something. But he played Jacksonville defense, and that won him $100,000, being willing to pivot and understanding that these defenses are fucking random and arbitrary. And uh, that's what he did. And I, it's a great lineup. The dude deserves $100,000 for this Picasso work of art. 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is a lineup that was very easily gettable for anyone that listened to our stuff or, I mean, anyone building lineups just, I mean, generally, this was like a very gettable lineup. Sometimes you look at these winners and you're like, nah, fuck, this dude chose nine one-offs. I'm never getting there. Um, but, like, this was a totally logical lineup that, like, very easily could have been made by us or anyone in the Discord. And uh, awesome lineup and awesome win. You want to, I mean, literally every one of these guys was in my player pool other than Jacobs and Tua. And, and there's a world where I could have had Lamar in this lineup and still won it and maybe found a cheaper uh, alternative than Jacobs at running back. I don't, I don't know if I could have found 1800 Was there any $4,000 guys that went off? I guess I'd only need 1600 But anyways, the point being, this is a good lineup. This is what we're talking about with correlation. You need – it is so hard to get uh, three things to go the way you need to go on Sunday. When you play nine one-offs – or you only play one correlated stack, you basically need seven or eight things to go just right for you. But when you're playing correlation like this, he really only needed about three games to go the way he needed to win $100,000. And when you can do that and you can cut down the number of variables that you need to go your way, uh, you really start to open up a chance to win real money. Yep. Yeah, and back on the Bengals' defense, I played exactly zero of them this weekend. And I, I, I sleep good. And even if they scored 18 points, like some people on Twitter are like, that's why I played them. Okay, well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree. It's just it's just FOMO, man. Get the fuck out of here with your FOMO. If you're scared to miss out, get the fuck out of here. This ain't the station for you. All right, yep. any parting thoughts? This is a great lineup. We could probably look at more, but this one kind of illustrated the point of a well-crafted, well-balanced lineup. And the amazing thing is, is neither of his running backs got there, but it didn't matter because all the running backs kind of fucking sucked this week. Yep, exactly. Yeah, this was a uh, this is an awesome lineup. Yep, I like it a lot. And for all of you like, yeah, that's too much chalk for me. Well, first of all, you got to start understanding this. I'm going to spend 30 seconds telling you this, new guy. you got to understand the difference between cumulative ownership and product ownership. If you look at, if you added up the total of all that ownership on there, it would be relatively, you know, it wouldn't be high, but it would definitely be a, a nice medium amount of ownership, right? But what you really got to factor in is product ownership. That's where you multiply the ownership of each of these guys. And when you throw in a 4% Tua and a 6% Waddle and a 2% defense, now all of a sudden your lineup is getting dramatically different. Not just that it's not going to be duped, but that you're going to have combinations that are going to be much different than other people. And you're not playing 1v1s and 2v2s versus hundreds of people. Yeah, just his Dolphins scored him 130 points. And with a 4% quarterback and a 6% wide receiver in that stack, that stack as a whole was going to be super low owned. And so he got 130 points from a super low owned stack. And he was basically playing a GPP versus whatever, 5% or less, way less than 5%. Like, yeah. whatever that is. Probably just literally out of 5,000 people, over probably just or something. Yeah, probably just a couple hundred people. He was playing a GPP for $100,000 versus a couple hundred people. Yep. Crazy. Good for that guy. Good for that mother father. All right. Hey, let's talk about uh, any uh, the the contest this week. For all of you that don't know, probably one of the three most important things you need to consider to get better at DFS, NFL DFS, is just pick better contest selections. You go you go put lineups in this big $20, go ahead. Live that dream that you're going to hit a million dollars. But just know you're going to lose. You're going to be a losing player over the long run, 99.9% .9 of the time. So I strongly encourage you, guy that wants to not be a deposit king, quit fucking putting all your lineups in this, right? If you want to put one in there and have some fun, go ahead. But just know that like it is the most negative EV play. It has a 16% rake and the price chart is so heavily weighted towards the top and it's such a massive field of 236,000 entrants that you're just pissing in the wind brother so don't do that what are some contests you like john and uh, and let's not assume everybody has huge bankrolls like us and are playing you know multiple thousands of dollars a week let's talk about let's talk about the guy that plays twenty dollars a week the guy that plays a hundred dollars a week and the guy that plays five hundred dollars a week 
So I think if I am, I think that my first priority would be to focus on all the single entries at whatever price point I'm playing. So there's $1, $3, $5, all the way up to like 333s or 500s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would play the single entries that correspond with the limit I want to play. Um, so like there's that $1 that's nice. And then if I wanted to start MMEing, I like the one you've highlighted here, that $1.20 max. There's a $3.20 max. Um, those are both good. And if you really want to do a 150 set, there's a 50 cent mini max mm-hmm. um, that's worth you know dabbling in for a smaller roll. Um, my favorite contest is the one you've just highlighted here. I maxed this contest. That's, I clicked on it weeks. just for you, big guy. I uh, won this week too last year when it was a 50K to first. Um, and yeah, it's a solid tournament with an amazing structure. Uh, 20,000 to first seems a little low. I know they go for a more balanced price structure. Do they, are they just not making this contest as big as they used to, or have they changed the, yeah. So it used to be like the week one, I think it was 300 K to total price pool, 30 K to first. But last season for the first like eight weeks, it was a 500 K with 50 K to first. Why would they drop Um, this? It seems like this is the kind of people that wasn't filling towards the end of the season Mm. last year. And they kept making it smaller because people want that big dollar prize pool. Like is, is counterintuitive, uh, uh, as it seems to be like, yeah, we should be playing like that type of tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, like people really just see that big dollar first place, one million to first, and they're like, fire, fire, fire. Yep. Because um, dumbassery. It and is. Dumb- I love the it, other one. That it's dumbassery. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will tell you this: the one that the ones I really like are these single entries: the twenty-seven, the five max thirty-three dollar, the fifty-dollar single entries, and the hundred-dollar single entries. Those are just all bread and butter, right? Where you can kind yep. you don't you you don't they're not so high that you fill your asshole puckering up because you don't want to like you know play some ballsy pivots and stuff like that or some weird stacks. But they're also you know they're also high enough entries that the fields aren't crazy big enough that you have to hit the stone cold nuts to win crazy amounts of money. So that's kind of in my sweet spot. And you know you can play in all of those and probably just play three hundred dollars a week. And three hundred dollars a week for you know just from what I see from a lot of people over on our Discord, a lot of people are comfortable playing those amounts. Um, You know, and if you're willing to play those, I would. I'm telling you, just stick to the fifty dollar single entry, the twenty seven dollar single entry, the the thirty three dollar five max. That's that's a fucking sweet spot right there. Yep. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's at lower price points too. There's uh, three maxes at the five dollar price point, at the fifteen dollar price point. Oh, there's tw- an eight dollar. They always have three twelve dollar single entries too. So if you're a hundred dollar guy, you got to get in these twelve dollar single entries. They're they're great contest. Eight dollar three max is a great contest. Um, the, these are what you want to focus on. Uh, for all of you that don't know, you don't want to be playing in MMEs. That stands for mass multi-entry, which people can put up to 150 because all the sharks are going to put 150 in it. And if you just go throw your three lineups in that, well, you're already at a 50, 50 to 1 leverage against those guys, uh, negative leverage against those guys. So you want to be playing in single entries, three maxes and five maxes and putting the max number in there one, three, or five, so that you have the same number of lineups as the Sharks do in there, and then their only leverage is they just know this shit better than you, probably. Yep. Okay, so that's it. That's contest selection. Let's get going. Let's get over here. This is Run the Sims. For all of you who don't know, I sell it every week. I'll sell it every day. Me and John love it. Um, Use promo code DGEN75. You can use it. Make your own inputs. Run the simulations. Today, we're just going to be looking at the generic inputs that are in there. So if you think you're getting information for free, what the fuck ever. Like You're not using the website correctly if you think this is what it is, right? So that's why we don't mind showing this, showing the optimizer rate. Uh, so go, go check it out. Go try the one-week thing. I promise you, you'll love it. If you're not using tools, you're not playing fantasy football correctly. Computers and numbers just can analyze this information so much quicker than you can with your fucking legal pad and a sheet of paper. So... Uh, and a pen, I guess I should say, that's all chewed up. All right. 
Um, let's get let's start talking about this uh, this 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 uh, thing. We got a 13 game slate. You want to go game by game, or you want to start with highest optimized players? What do you want to do? Um, yeah, we can go game by game. I think as a like a overview. I know last week we talked in our overview about the limited number of high powered offenses that were on the slate and how that was sort of pushing me towards a certain number of games um, and a pretty tight game core. Here, the big offenses are back on mm-hmm. our main slate. But also, there's not a ton of spots that I really love. There's a few games that we can talk to that I think have high over-unders yep. that'll be popular. Um, but yeah, this is a week where I'm I'm going to be waiting to make my thoughts a little clearer as the week goes on because there are some spots I can see getting truly out of hand. Absolutely. Like uh, f- Detroit, Minnesota could be absolutely insane in terms uh, of ownership. It, yeah, you know what? If I'm going to play that, I'm going to play the Kirk Cousins side. Give me the bounce back Kirk Cousins because he pissed everybody off last night. But we'll get there in a minute. He Shit last night. Yeah. Okay. Five just did a quick uh count here. Five games with an over under of forty eight or more. That's that's a pretty heavy slate as far as uh, anticipated scoring. So that's something to know. Yeah, compared to last week was, yeah, uh, last week was, was a, like so much the opposite. Yeah, I think there was two over forty eight if I remember right. All right. So this first game, Houston versus Chicago, you see that over under uh, our game total of forty point five. That's going to be you know, a lot of people are just gonna ignore this game, but let me just throw one quick theory at you. Uh when bad teams play bad teams, sometimes they can both look good. At least their offenses can. Yeah, I mean, both of these teams have not great defenses and not great offenses. But at a certain point, uh, some you would imagine the ball's got to move at some point. Yeah, I mean, fuck. I, is, 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 does Justin Fields have any type of GPP winning weeks in him this year? I feel like he's a guy that two weeks this year, just two of the 17, 18 weeks, he will be a guy that will win somebody a GPP because he'll just randomly go off for 35 points at 5,600. Am I, am I crazy? I was that? super optimistic coming into the season that this was going to be his resurgence. And I targeted him a fair amount in best ball uh, through two weeks. I am regretting my shares. They, I, uh, haven't they had pretty tough, sure. haven't they had pretty tough matchups What they had the Packers, they played this Sam week? Fran in the rain and yeah. then the Packers this week. Yeah, those, um, yeah those, definitely those tougher matchups. Those aren't ideal conditions. Now he's back at home against Houston. I don't know. I, I guess Houston plays solid defense too. Um, yeah, there's just there's just too many good stacks this week to be chasing a, a you know I only played three stacks and when I say stacks I mean quarterback with their receivers I just can't get into this one I don't even see any one off pieces that I'm considering so in the sake of saving time let's move on to real games so we're just real quick on the one offs I think uh, Brandon Cook's target share is like truly elite um, so to the extent you think this game can go uh, over the forty and a half total like I probably am avoiding this game just based on that but if yep. you are playing this game Brandon Cooks is interesting because his target share is fairly elite. And 5,800 is a very fair price for a usage monster, even in a shitty offense. All right, just at first glance, like when I saw the schedule this week, before I saw any of the over-unders, I already thought to myself, this isn't a sneaky shootout game this week. Uh, I don't think it's sneaky. (laughs) uh, I mean, when you say that, it's the seventh highest game over-under. I mean, like there's, there's six other games ahead of it as far as totals. How's that not sneaky? Uh, I think in terms of popularity, after what people saw from the Miami last week and what people saw from Buffalo last night, this game will be probably, I would guess, the most popular on the slate. Man, why the uh, fuck is the why is the total forty six and a half then? I think that's pro- I think that'll go up over the week, but uh, but both these teams can play defense, right? I mean, they're two and mm-hmm. two two good two and teams. Um, Buffalo's defense has literally looked elite this year, mm-hmm. so I am worried about the Miami side of the ball. Um, this is a game I think will get higher owned than I want to be involved in. So I may play one-offs in this game, but I probably won't be playing a lot of this game. I probably would favor, I definitely favor the Bills side of the ball. Dude, I got to just tell you, Josh Allen 
is starting to feel like the most elite fantasy quarterback that we've seen, I don't know, what, since Mahomes or Brady threw 50 touchdowns or something. They just keep – they like, he's so good, first of all. He runs, he throws, and they just have an offense that just never seems to quit. They just keep going. They don't care if they're up 30 points. They're going to still run their offense. Um, yeah, their offense is incredible. Yeah. But what's crazy is just looking at the generic inputs here, look at that. Only 4% optimizer rate. I guess that salary is a little prohibitive. Salary is prohibitive, and I think there are other games on this slate uh, where the quarterback, and he's on the road also, um, where the quarterbacks have a better chance to get there. Man, I got to tell you, if Josh Allen, I'm telling you right now, you listen to me, I don't give a fuck what any optimizer says. If Josh Allen's going to be less than 5%, I will play all the Josh Allen. I don't give a fuck. I don't think he will be 5%, but if he is, I you, you get the fuck out of here, simulator. I just know what I see with my eyes, and Josh Allen's a god among men right now. Yeah, I think that's that's a totally fair analysis. I mean, he is playing absolutely out of his Look, mind. Let me just throw this at you. You've got Mahomes on this slate. You've got Kyler, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Herbert, who's banged up, um, Lamar, Hurts, who's a, turning into a god himself. Um, I, I There is a chance he comes in at single-digit ownership with this many big names on the slate, right? And his salary is prohibitive. Eight thousand dollars is expensive. Yeah, that's yeah. Basically, you need thirty-five points from him. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you're going to need to stack him with the correct wide receivers. Which, after watching him last night, he likes to he likes to share the wealth. I mean, I know Diggs got most of it, but you're gonna. I I want a double stack with Allen, and I don't know who the fuck the second guy would be. Maybe Knox or something like that. Yeah, you're taking a flyer on whoever that second guy is. If Gabe Davis is back, I like Gabe Davis to bounce back. I think his role the, is pretty there's solid. There's no but. chance I would stack the two aside of this. Do not go chase those six touchdowns. That just reeks of letdown city. 100%. I think his ownership will be high based off his performance last week. And like I said, that Buffalo defense is truly elite. Yeah. Uh, I, if anything, I would play a Jalen Waddle bring back just because I feel like in any game script, Jalen Waddle could get there. Even if they're playing from behind the whole time or Miami just has to turn to passing and they can't throw the ball down the field, we'll just keep dropping it off to Waddle. He can get his 10 catches for 106 yards and no touchdowns, and uh, I'll just be content with my 21 points. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee moved the ball through the on the ground or through the air a little bit last night. That wasn't necessarily their issue. Um, and so I, I actually like – the pass catchers on the Miami side. If I'm playing Bill stacks, then why? because I need uh, I need to bring back. I don't know what Run the Sims is trying to tell me, but they have the highest leverage player in the, or the highest optimized player in this game is Chase Edmonds. It's got to just because of his salary, right, and just guaranteed number of touches. Well, so the, the only thing is inputs. So like, if you look at the inputs, they like, well, what do they have? They have the team scoring 35% of its touchdowns on the ground, and they have Edmonds handling 50% of the work. So effectively, they have Edmonds scoring 17.5% of the team's total points. Uh, Not going to happen, so that, Bob. That's an input, yeah. Like, a lot of the times, one of the things that I'm adjusting down is on the efficiency side of rushing. Uh, otherwise, it just it does give running backs, especially cheaper running backs with good role, just an outsized chance of uh, hitting the optimal. All right, let's move on to this one. Uh, I this one, goodness gracious, uh, this is the, the only game. Only thing I worry about with this Detroit Minnesota game is it just seems like it's one of those games where both sides loves to spread the wealth. Like I could see this game shooting out, but even if it does, what are the chances that you're going to pick the right pieces? Uh, I mean, I think this is a game where just like last week where we talked about, I think you need to just get access to it in different sides. Uh, I'm concerned that ownership will get insane on this one because people love. One, they love the Vikings offense, and they love targeting Detroit. Um, and Detroit's offense has, has carried its own by making these shootout games that we've you know loved to play. So I think this game's going to be super popular, but I think it's probably warranted. Um, 
and so yeah this is one I'll, I'll like as the ownership starts to uh solidify i'll be trying to see ways to get unique in this game so tune into our thursday friday whatever show saturday show yeah it'll be out we'll Listen do it we'll to probably, DJ for the schedule we'll, yeah we'll <laughs> probably do it friday night but we always put it out saturday morning so yeah be okay. looking out for final thoughts more than anything we just need to let we just kind of need to let ownership um you know, we need to let ownership mature a little bit, and we also need to see uh, news about injuries, right? Because if somebody's hurt on another game, it may, you know, it may tilt and give somebody bigger usage over there and make you like guys in this game less. But I yeah, got different I, opportunities for value. I got to ask you this: If you were going to stack one side of this game, would you go with a golf stack or would you go with a cousin stack, and why? Uh, I, I'm going to steal what you said before the show. I actually like a cousin's bounce back stack quite a bit, um, but I think. Goff is going to get overowned after his performance last week. Yep. And I think you can still capture just as much of the upside that Goff has through his either Swift or through a Monra. Yep. Um, and you don't need to necessarily play Goff. I, I mean, think I'd rather play Kirk. I'll tell you this. If Swift was limited last week and he was still that damn good, if, if I get news that he's back to 100% and going to be back to whatever he plays, about 70% of snaps, man, he's a real nice run back against Kirk Cousins because he just gets there so many different ways. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That, that, that one's going to be tough. Like, you know, this is a, a my, my whole brand. The Degenerate 75 is fuck chalk. But like at NFL, like I will play some chalk. Like I, I'm not so anti chalk. This ain't PGA, brother. Um, I think you have to play some chalk, but you need to do it thoughtfully. And like you can't play all the chalk, but you definitely can't just be avoiding like guys that are chalk. They're chalk for a reason in NFL. Now, NFL is like the sharpest players going. So Except defense. Yeah. Defense is just like PGA. Get the fuck out of here with your chalk. You get the fuck out of here. Because you know why? It's exactly like PGA. It's variable. It's random. And sh like shit can just like, you know, just one bad bounce can just change everything. Right? So, uh, yeah. That, that's the one time I will not eat chalk as defense. I don't care what people on Twitter say. Eat a dick. Okay. Uh, Cincinnati and the Jets. I got to tell you, man, the Jets seem like they have a pulse on offense. Is Joe Flacco, like, the the man? I don't know. I've seen a lot of rumblings that uh, people are worried that when Wilson comes back, Flacco uh, may keep the job and or that the offense will fall off a cliff when, when Wilson's back. So, um, what, what's, yeah, his, actually, what's his injury status? How long till he's back? I, I haven't even been keeping tabs They said on an him. announcement would be made, quote, in September. But, I mean, we're in September, and I haven't seen shit. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that, that the if Flacco went, well, Flacco winning last Sunday and if Flacco continue to play serviceable, it definitely takes the pressure off rushing him back. Right. You gotta love Joe Mixon in this game, right? After watching what Kareem Hunt did to the Jets, uh, not Kareem Hunt, uh, Nick Chubb did to the Jets. Like uh, Joe Mixon, you got. I mean, this is this not just like a great script for him to be in, even if this game I does shoot like out, or even the if they're playing from ahead. I, yeah, I actually like the Bengals general. I like both sides of this ball, but or for. for Predominantly the Bengals side. Uh, the Bengals need to show something on offense, and if they're going to do it, it's time to do it against the Jets. So. Hey, T. Higgins' price tag is getting very appealing. Sixty-one hundred yeah. for that level of talent. Like that's I. I'm not a big fan. I've always thought T. Higgins was so overrated. I hardly ever took him at best ball. But sixty-one hundred dollar T. Higgins in a game that does have some sneaky shootout potential. Like, what about a Burrow, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon stack? Run it back with either Elijah Moore or. Uh, or uh, what's the Garrett Wilson? Any, any yeah. anything there? I think that's totally reasonable. I uh, and a good way to get different. Yeah, I think why, that's totally viable. Why this is, is the, like a sneaky shootout game like the Baltimore game was last week to me? Exactly. Exactly. I agree. Why is Michael Carter so high in the optimizer? Is uh, Brees Hall out or something? Or are they limiting his role? What's going on there? 
I mean, he's the one A right now. He's. I mean, I think. Let's see his usage. You know, every time week. I was looking up at the TV, I was saw him. I, I kept seeing Brees Hall have really nice runs. I thought he actually looked like a very good back. Um, in, in the limited action that I saw. Yeah, I need to go watch that game, but I think when I was looking at routes, uh, or uh, snaps played, uh, Hall took the back like. 35% to, uh, what's his name, 65%. Wow, Carter played 65%, and we know he's a pass catcher. In a game script where they're likely going to be behind, okay, I do kind of like Carter. And plus, there's two games a year. Every year he gets 30 points. I think as the season goes on, uh, the better choice is Brees Hall. And like for best ball, Brees Hall's probably the better choice because the weeks that matter, I think he's got a better shot of being there. But, uh, but for now, I think Carter's role is still there. Look at the, okay. We're moving on to the next game. We're gonna we're gonna pick up the pace here. We're already at thirty minutes. So, uh, looking at this game here, I, I'm like shocked. First of all, this total. Like I thought, everybody was convinced last week that Las Vegas was the greatest offense since you know Jesus Christ Himself was a quarterback back in his teens. So, what? Why is this total so low? Is that just because everybody thinks Tennessee is so slow and sloggy that they'll just make it a grind? Yeah, I think the Tennessee pace has a lot to do with it. I also think people are pretty reactionary, so I think there was an overreaction week two to week one, mm-hmm. and now there's probably a similarly overreaction to week three or week two in week yeah. three. So there's, uh, there's nothing I'm more proud of in week two than fading that Derek Carr. <laughs> like everybody was treating him <laughs> like he was like the most amazing quarterback ever. The day I eat Derek Carr chalk is the day that I will retire from DFS. Get the fuck out of here. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I uh, I played more of him than I care to admit. So. I think I had him at 20% last week. So, um, so this yeah, game, this is a game that I still like, um, but I like it in a skinny. I don't necessarily like car stacks, but I think Adams has shown he's going to get like that number one treatment. He's going to get that, you know, three yards, three yard passes on the goal line. He's getting that work. It's not going to a running back. 8,400 8, um, is steep though. I mean, that's steep. Like on draft games, yeah. expensive receivers, like they really fuck with the rest of your lineup. Like as soon as I put one expensive guy in my lineup, I'm like, oh, this team sucks. This this lineup sucks. Like it just does. You really need some value, and uh, yeah, it's definitely hard to get there. But when guys like that put up a forty burger, they're they're must have. So yeah, um, is this a game where he could put up a forty burger? I mean, I know you're gonna say well, any game's a game you could put up a forty burger, but is it a game that's even quasi likely? Uh, I think it would take. Derrick Henry having a monster game because I don't think Tennessee gets there otherwise. Yeah. And that is so. Not- if I was playing Adams, it would be with Henry, but that gets but, expensive. God, I mean, that's just such a that's just such a expensive stack that will go off so little percentage of the time. I, I just I can't do it because like that's basically you've dedicated all the money in your lineup to those two guys, and I think the chances of them both shooting out in that game at best, I mean at best, are one in ten. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's probably a pretty optimistic estimate. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. So. Fuck that. Uh, I, I I'm not with you on that one, but I do. I don't know. This game. This game does. I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Maybe Tennessee's really bad, and I think Las Vegas is a little overrated. I think people got a little excited about Week One, so um, I just see better spots. Like just for instance, I'd rather go with the Bengals Jets game than this one. Yeah, no, I, I agree with matter, that. Matter of fact, out of the first five games we've covered so far, I would say the only game I like less than this one would be the Houston Chicago. Give me those other three games over this one. Yeah, I agree. So. Moving on, another good game, very good, because Jalen Hurts is, like, legit becoming an all-star at uh, fantasy, right? Like, he's he actually a pretty he's a, he's a good NFL quarterback, which fucking blows my mind because he went to OU, Boomer Sooner, but he is a fantasy god. He just gets there. Like, he always gets there. It's just hard for him yep. not to get there. So how do you not play him against Washington, who has already shown a propensity to give up a shit ton of points? 
And you have some good greenbacks on the other side of the ball. No, this is another good game. Um, again, where ownership's going to have to dictate, but this one may come in under radar, but I don't see Hertz coming in under the radar. Um, yeah. He's just done too much the first two weeks. So, I mean, just off the top of your head, you're saying that it's going to be Allen and Hertz will definitely be the two highest-owned guys on this slate? Oh, God, no. I think the two highest-owned quarterbacks. No, no, no. Two highest-owned quarterbacks. Hertz and Allen. My, my initial per- – uh, no, I think Mahomes would be higher on than Hurts. Oh, or, fuck. Or, no, definitely I, than Allen. I just overlooked that game. Okay. Well, good. Man, this is a this is a great I think game. it'll be Hurts. I think it actually be Mahomes Hurts or Hurts Mahomes, one of the two. Okay. Yeah. I well, you know what? Then give me the Josh Allen. Give me the Josh Allen. All right. So this game right here. I, I I'm all over the place. If you're gonna play Hurts, who are you are are you stacking him with? I think he actually has some pretty decent options because he played last night. You saw the target shares were pretty condensed last night with Brown, Smith, and Goddard. But Quez Watkins got there on a long target. Um, I actually don't mind double stacking Hurts because I think a lot of the field doesn't. And he showed last night he can get multiple guys well, there. Well, if there's ever a fucking game I'm going to double stack him, it would be in this game where like you know they've got a nice high, what, 28-point implied total or something like that. Um, yeah, so I don't hate like a, even a, the expensive side of it. Hurts, Brown. Uh, Smith or Hertz Brown Goddard. It's, Goddard, it's yeah, I like but. I like Goddard. Yeah, I mean forty seven hundred at tight end. Obviously not a punt, but it's also not a pay up either, right? There's nothing worse than when you spend sixty five hundred dollars at tight end. It's just like when you spend eighty six hundred at wide receiver. It just really starts to change what the rest of your lineup looks like in a way that's kind of gross. Yeah, like last week we talked, there were only a handful of viable tight ends that were actually going to get any kind of reasonable possibility for a ceiling score. Mm-hmm. And you either needed those guys or you should be punting the position, in my opinion. And this week's a little bit different. You're back into having some more of the mid-range mm-hmm. options. Um, and so you can really make a choice of a, like a 4,700 Goddard or a 4,500 Hawkinson versus like a, I think he's 6,800 uh, Kelsey or 7,200 yep. Kelsey. 7,900 Kelsey. Fuck. Woo! nasty and i will say this logan thomas did get a touchdown he was out on the field saturday will have his numbers on how many snaps he played how many targets he had and all that this is just a first feels video so shut the fuck up um and uh you know he might be a sneaky run back yeah this this uh this is a game that i will definitely be trying to approach in a unique way but uh on first impression the this is a game i'll be targeting Man, that that Dotson guy's legit. Like the, the Johan Dotson, the the rookie for Washington. Man, he just he just gets there. He's a big target. He's like, got a good body for the game. Uh, seems like to be just like a good football player. Yeah, I like him. All right, we're moving on. This one, do, do you think people are going to go back to uh, Lamar after his god performance last week? Because I just think this is the worst spot ever for him. I was just going to say, I'm actually pretty sure I'm fading this game in its entirety. So, yeah, I think I feel the same way you do. Yeah, there's not the only person I would play from this game would be Jacoby Myers because he did me so good last week, even when you said he wouldn't. Uh, and uh, But I, I don't like him at 5,000. I liked him way more at 4,400 last week. Yeah, I don't think I would play anyone in this game on first impression. If I did, it may be – no. I don't, think, I don't even think I play Andrews at 6,900. I'm just waiting for Ramondre Stevenson to take over him to become the best running back in the NFL once he becomes their starter. I mean, he's so talented, but Damian Harris, as long as he's healthy, is going to keep that role. Uh, I, I concur with that opinion. But I think Ramondre is super talented. Hey, what, what? All right, we're moving on to the next game because this is going to be one we need to give some time to here. What are you hearing about Michael Pittman? Because we got the Colts versus uh, the Chiefs here. Uh, I just thought he was like getting closer to being back, but I mean, be, to me, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't play this week, right? 
It's a big game, right? He'd have to be really hurt for them not to get up for this game. So if Boy, he's missing this game, I'd imagine he's he's significantly injured. The more I think about it, man, this game just seems delicious. Here's the problem: if I play it, like, if, if okay, if you had to stack one side, which side are you stacking? Are you going with the Mahomes stack, or are you going with old tricky Matt Ryan stack? Mahomes with a Taylor bring back. It's super expensive, though. Man, that's expensive. You and there's no way you could put Kelsey in that stack, right? You'd have to do like Mahomes, Juju, and what MSV or something? MVS? I mean, it depends on what cheap uh, running backs or other value opens up on the slate. But like, that's a premium I'm going to be trying to get to. I think Taylor is going to come in way under owned after his crap performance last week. He got a $900 price drop, which is nice. And he's against makes, that makes such a big difference. Big. That if difference. you're going to beat him, I think you're going to beat him on the ground. Yep. Um. And so, like, I really like Jonathan Taylor this week, mm-hmm. uh, my first look. So I, I want to try to find a way to do that premium. Mahomes, MVS probably would be my favorite home. Eh, or Hardman if Hardman plays. Hardman has pretty elite usage. I, so uh, Juju, Mahomes, at 50, Juju at 55, right, for sure. I'd rather pay down for MVS or Hardman Man, isn't Ju- I, Kelsey. Is my perception wrong that Juju's getting more of the snaps and more of the targets than in, than uh, Juju all the other and Hardman receivers? were like one and two last week in terms of targets. I think I have to go back and look at the numbers, but I think they were within one target of each other. I think Juju out, out targeted them by one. See, I still feel like I still feel like Juju is a very fair price at fifty five hundred if he's going to be the top targeted receiver in that offense. Yeah, I don't mind keeping taking shots on Juju at some point. Like he will get there. I mean, it, or they're going to struggle because they need a number one option. So if he can't be a number one at some point, they'll be in trouble. If Pittman plays, any chance you could stack Pittman and Taylor? Uh, that's a lot of points. Uh, I guess. You mean a no, lot of money? You mean really that's a lot of money, right? Yeah, you would need a lot of points from them to oh, pay yeah. that off on a team that only has 21 total over under. I don't know that the two high-end guys – I mean, they can get there together, but I don't think they get there together often enough. Yeah, I agree with that. And Pittman at sixty nine hundred, like that is a very unappealing uh, price tag. Um, I liked him a lot more when he was fifty five hundred. Am I right, Bob? Yeah, that's uh, that's rough, especially in a a game that I. See, I mean, I guess it depends. Coming off injury is also hard. So see, this is one of those games where I want to play Mahomes, but I'm so unsure of who to pair him with, and the run back is so expensive that my preferred run back with Taylor is so expensive that like if I'm only going to do two or three quarterback stacks this week, he's probably not going to make the cut because of that reason. Not because I don't think he'll do well, but just because I'm not sure where his targets are going to go, where the usage he's going to send the usage to, and I'm not sure that I'm comfortable with that run back at that price tag. What it does to the rest of my lineup. I think that's totally uh, valid, but I'm going to wait a little longer in the week and see if we get some value that opens up because uh, it's still the the stack I think I'm most excited to play. Right. I mean, if Hardman's out, that would only be good news, right? That would that would probably open up somebody like MBS or somebody like that to probably. Get I think MBS becomes there. a really good play if uh, Hardman's out. By the way, what the fuck happened to Paris Campbell? How does that motherfucker get zero points? I can't handle being a number one, evidently. That's no, uh, some dudes the, just can't be number ones. Yeah, this week he'll get thirty-five points as the number two. Watch that shit. That's yeah. how it always works. Yep. Uh, all right, we're moving on to this game to your shitty ass Panthers versus the shitty ass Saints with a shitty ass total. Sell me on anybody not named Christian McCaffrey and I'll give you a dollar. I don't even want to sell you on Christian McCaffrey in this game. I want to sell you an absolutely no part of this game. Um I'm not even going to this game. I'm going to the President's Cup instead. My, My wife's going to this game. Um, golf golf yeah. 30. 
Golf 30, exactly. So if I were going to play any part of this game, actually, the sneaky spot that I actually like is uh, Chris Olave. How do you say his name? Olave. Olave, pretty. I love it. 4,500, his usage and air yards have been good. He just hasn't Mm -hmm. quite got there. Um, so I actually am somewhat uh, interested in Olave. He definitely and is then, their deep. He is definitely their deep threat, and we know Jameis loves to fucking chunk it down the field. That is a fact. Yeah, and if you were looking for a bring back in that case, I think you could either play CMC if you wanted to. Um, although I don't really love CMC versus New Orleans run defense, uh, I probably prefer either DJ or Robbie. And like I keep wanting to go back to DJ. Like he's not getting there, but fuck, fifty six hundred for DJ feels so cheap. Yeah, uh, I will say this. Here's the problem with Christian McCaffrey, 8,800. I can have Jonathan Taylor for nine, for $200 more, and I feel like he is like so much more likely to have a huge game than Christian McCaffrey. A hundred percent. It would take a significant ownership discount for me to consider McCaffrey over uh, JT. Yep. I love Taylor in that spot, especially now that he's down to a reason. 9,000 for Taylor is so much more appealing than 9,900. Like I exactly. played him last week because I was running Lawrence. But, you know, I I, I didn't like it. Speaking of Lawrence, you can tell I'm becoming a professional YouTuber. Check out that motherfather transition. Is Trevor Lawrence the greatest quarterback of all time? Yes or no? No. Hey, he did not have me a great fantasy week. But he actually, it wasn't his fault. He was super efficient. I think I saw 23 for 27. The problem was, is they were so in control of the game, he didn't get to pass the ball that much. So I actually really liked my Trevor Lawrence stack. And he has a usage monster in Christian Kirk. Uh, who he loves to throw to, who once again is still underpriced at 6,200 in my humble opinion. And I think that this is a game they're going to be playing from behind. This is a game where they're going to be passing. And the Chargers, I swear, more than any team out there gets gets in shootouts. Maybe that's just how I want to perceive it. But once again, I'm considering going to T-Law for three weeks in a row. Talk me off the ledge. Uh, I want to see what happens with Herbert because I think a lot of what that Chargers offense, what did they do and the reason they play in shootouts is because they are such an up-paced team. Um, and I don't know that the offense will run the same without Herbert. So I guess it'd be what, Chase Daniel or something. So mm-hmm. that offense is not going to be the same. So if Herbert isn't good to go with his rib injury or whatever else he suffered in that game the other night, uh, I probably am looking to avoid this game generally um, just because I think the pace won't be there. But if we get Herbert news that he's good to go, mm-hmm. this game's exciting uh, yep. from a pace perspective because both teams can play fast or both teams want to play fast. Um, and I think there could be some, this could be another game that can shoot out if, uh, if we get Herbert in. I and that's the other reason I think the spread's only seven is we don't know about Herbert because I think the Chargers should be favored by 10 here. Herbert, I'm hearing his injury is not as bad as expected. It's just going to kind of be one of those pain threshold things. That's what I heard, the article I read anyways. And when I think of that, Justin Herbert is one tough mother father. So, like, if it's just a him toughing it out thing, I think he plays. And I think that they have an awesome offense. And I think Jacksonville is going to have to shoot out. If Herbert plays and I feel that he is healthy, I'm going to play the shit out of this game. Uh, I will probably play Lawrence with two charger bringbacks because i think two charger bringbacks can get there and then lawrence will give me that discount at the quarterback spot i need to fit all those guys in just like we saw with Tua last week right we stacked lamar which in this case would be justin herbert but go stack the other side of it with lawrence and bring it back with two of herbert's targets right yeah exactly so i think that's another way to approach this game a little uh uniquely yep so i uh, love this game i mean assuming herbert plays this is probably my favorite quote-unquote sneaky game right uh, I don't know that it's going to be sneaky, but it is. You can't say one of my that about every game. game. You can't say that about every game. Not every game can be chalk. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. So I'd love to see when it comes out, but I, I think it will consolidate around uh, some of these games. Like the last game with the high uh, over-under that we're going to get to, this Rams-Arizona game, I think will be very under-owned. Okay, well, if that's the case, then I'll just, be. I'll just go play that motherfucker game then. Um, no, that game sucks. We'll hey, get there in a second. But you watch your works. mouth, sir. You will not You will not besmirch Cooper Cup on the, on the touchdown hoedown. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, Seattle, Atlanta. God, I like if I just think of two teams that I want no fucking part of. They, these guys got to be top five, both of them. Uh, yeah, the low over unders, pretty crappy offenses. But to your point, neither one's a good defense. So, uh, to the extent bad teams play each other, and someone's gonna do something, there could be some points in this did, game. Yeah. Did we see Rashad Penny? Did I? Did he get any? Did he get a pretty big? Uh, did he lose a lot of chunk of his work to uh, Walker or anything? I need see- to go and look because looking at these prices, it sure looks like he did. Yeah, but I can't I, imagine that he uh, that he the, lost that much. The work. only one I would play is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts at forty eight hundred for his talent. He would be a one off. I would consider from this game, and that is literally it. I mean, literally it. I play Drake London too. Get the fuck out of here, Drake London. All right, I guess. I guess. I guess. Yeah, okay. But I'm not playing him, but I can respect that you would play him. Let's move on from that disgusting game. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. Man, I guess Tampa Bay's just turned into, like, all defense and we don't throw the ball and score anymore. Like, what the fuck's going on? I thought Tom Brady was an offensive, you know, savant. I think they're having serious issues with the health of their wide receivers. That's impacting what Brady would like to do with this offense. Um I think if we get Godwin back or Evans, it sounds like Evans is probably going to miss some time now too. So oh, Godwin, he's missing a week from his suspension. That's right. Godwin played limited week one, and then he was out week two. Yeah, that's, that's so never weird. Good. Yeah, so I I don't like that. Same uh, with like Julio's banged up. Like their whole team is banged up. So this is one I guess you wait and see who's going to actually play because um, I don't. Yeah, I don't, this might just be an avoid for me, honestly. Neither of these teams have particularly high over-unders. There's not any, like, uber value I'm looking to get. I guess, if anything, it might be Fournette. If the Fat Lenny. Yeah, if the Bucks are going to be a run team, I guess you play Fat Lenny at 3,500 or 6,500. Yep. Um, but otherwise, no, that's a game I'm probably good on missing out on. Yeah, Speaking of a- games, I'm good to miss out on. No, go ahead. Yeah. The most disappointing thing about this is when you – you know. How sad is it that we see the name Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, and it's like a forty-one point total? Like, what? What? How the mighty have fallen? Yeah, and that's our uh, that's an afternoon game. It should be like that's that's probably the one that Fox will have on as prime time. You know, highlighting the shit out of that game. And uh, I'm like, nah, meh. Give me give me Jags and Chargers. Yeah, and from you know just from the you know the the sixty year old guy that wants to sit down and watch football on Sunday afternoon, it's probably a great game for them. But for us fantasy footballers, I think that's a game outside of Leonard Fournette you avoid like the plague. Even a guy like Alan Lazard that I want to be good, $6,000 salary, get the fuck out of here. Get the fu- if he That's were, egregious. Yeah, if he were, he should be 4500 and then I would be considering playing him. But 6000 is laughable. Laughable. That's exactly right. Okay, yeah, 4500 is a good salary but for him. But he is, I do think he did. They, they targeted him in the red zone last night. I think that uh, he's going to start kind of becoming their number one. But in that offense, I don't even know if that means very much. Uh, wait, we yeah. forgot. What about running? Backs? They'll get it together. Aaron Jones? Nothing? Nah, 7400 I mean, he had a game last week, but yeah, uh, I think it's just going to be hard to predict between who and Dylan who has the game. And I don't really love uh, anyone up against that Bucks rush yeah. Bucks. The one thing that hasn't changed, uh, the Bucks may not score a lot of points on offense, but their run D is still apparently pretty nasty. 
Yeah. So that's probably a situation I just wholeheartedly going to avoid. All right, last game. This is one with a very high total of 50.5, and you were saying that it, even though it has a high total, it's going to be the lower owned of all the projected shootout games. Go ahead and elaborate for me, brother. I think this is a game people want to avoid. I know my initial reaction, even with the high total, is that I want nothing to do with this game. Uh, Arizona, I mean, they played better in the second half, but they've looked like a dumpster fire this uh, first two games of the season. I don't want any part of that offense. Uh, and then the Rams haven't looked all that much better. You could play like one-off Cup. You could play one-off Robinson. But I'm probably not looking to play a lot of one-offs on this slate. And then the running backs, what the fuck do you do with Henderson and Akers after their roles were effectively reversed from week one? Henderson got that touchdown, but Akers got the volume. If, um, if you played a chalky Daryl Henderson, what the fuck are you doing with your life? That was like that was just such a bad trap spot. And he actually kind of saved them by getting that touchdown. But like they got lucky. Based on his usage, he like played about as good a game as he could have played. Yeah, he, he was a terrible play last week. And uh, and that touchdown sort of saved you, but also because it was a low-scoring running back slate. But yeah. uh, no, get overall, that it. was a – a bad a, play last week. It was a very bad and this play. is a game that wholeheartedly I'm just I'm probably going to avoid as a yeah Cooper Cup at 9900 man I, I I just telling you that is just such a shitty number uh like to fit into your lineups and I got to tell you here's here's the thing here's my biggest take I'm really good at this at, at PGA I can tell when people are broken right like I was off of like I, I can just be like this guy's broken Webb Simpson's broken everybody wanted to keep believing he was going to come back right and I'm like no this guy is broken I'm telling you I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Arizona is broken. I know like they rallied and won that game last week, but they're broken. They just fucking luck sack that. They are not a good football team. They are a putrid offense, and Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, no chance he makes it through the end of the season. Ooh, I think he may get a little longer run than that, but uh, I think yeah, he's a bad coach. You don't, you don't see the 2-9 and nine coming that I do. <laughs> oh, my best ball would hate that for Kyler. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, they are broken. It's not Kyler. Like, it's just, it's like, a, it's a, it's a culture. It's a losing environment around there. So, I want nothing to do with Arizona. They seem like, you know, in a game where they've got a decent uh, total, uh, they're at home. But fuck, they just suck. I'm just telling you, they suck. They are broken. Uh, may, and by the time DeAndre Hopkins gets back, I think it's going to be too late to save him. That's my take. There you go. Coming in hot yeah. and heavy with it. I don't think I want any part of this game. Like even Robinson's priced up higher than I want to pay for him. I already talked about the running backs. Cups too expensive. Uh, I guess Higby's fine at forty five hundred, but like, why am I going to play a random one off Higby? I could just yeah. play a different tight end. I play Goddard at that price tag. He's two hundred dollars more. Um, so yeah, this is a game. Despite its fifty over under, I just look to avoid. And when I was looking at games, this is one I think is probably going to be easy for a lot of people to mm-hmm. avoid. Um, so I think in terms of the plus 48 over-unders, this will be definitely the lowest owned. All right, give me your three favorite games. Let's conclude with that. Your three favorite games that you were leaning towards getting the most, like the most of your player pool will consist of these three games. And go ahead and kind of factor in ownership and everything, which we don't know yet, but we have an idea. We're not fucking morons. So go ahead and tell me your three favorite games. Philly, Washington, Kansas City, Indy, Detroit, Mini, uh, Minnesota, honorable mention. Sir, Cindy, I can't click Cincy that fast. Tech. I can't. You said Philly. What was the second one? Philly, Washington, Detroit, Minnesota, Casey, Indy, and then honorable well, mention to Cincy Jets. Sir, the honorable mention. You don't get to make up your own rules. I said you pick three games. <laughs> what, what was it? Wait, what was the fourth one you said? The Cincy Jets game got an honorable mention. Wow. Okay. That I'll, I'll put that one on there because that really is a fucking pun of a game. Like, you know, like you pick kind of the, those three are pretty obvious. Um, so I'll give you that one. So if I'm picking them, 
Uh, I would pro- uh, all right. Go ahead and tell me those three games. Is it just simply the over/under and the star players that are in it, or what is it about those games? Yeah, I haven't built any rosters yet. Obviously, it's just Tuesday, but um, just initial leans in terms of games that can shoot out and games that have a variety of pieces in them that you can get a little bit different. Um, and so it's like sort of the flip side of what you were saying, where it's hard to predict the target shares. But from a GVP perspective, that's like something I'm wanting to embrace. And so like a little bit of that, um, like spreading the ball around that volatility of where the points are going to come from. So it gives you a chance to play high total games in a different uh, different way. All right. So mine is going to be games I really like is Jacksonville and the Chargers, because if you don't know, I'm kind of a Trevor Lawrence slut. I really like this. Buffalo Miami game it just reeks of shootout to me and then just to be an unoriginal fuck go ahead and give me Detroit and Minnesota because I love a Minnesota bounce back and I think Detroit is auto their defense can play the game of their life they're giving up 24 points this week Um, so those will be the three games I like if you if you want a punk game from me one that uh, I could sneaky see shooting out now that this jerk face already stole it from me well, you don't fucking get one. You know what? If you want if you want knowledge like that and you've already watched this video for 53 minutes, you need to know I have a Discord, and that Discord is run through this Patreon, and me and John over there do way more content for them and post our ownership and our projections and all of that. And if you've watched this long, you should come check it out because we're pushing 300 people over there. It's a great community. Come check it out. It'll be in the description of this video. Help grow the brand because if you can't notice, this fucking video doesn't have any ads on it, you mother father. And so, that's because I'm not a fucking poor. And so, all I ask is that either you go like and subscribe or if you really like the cut of my jib, you go check out the you go check out the Discord, my man. I think that's it. I think we're out of here. We'll see you again Thursday for the Thursday Night Football Slate. And, of course, we'll be back Saturday with our final thoughts. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. Shoot me a DM anytime. I try not to big dog anybody. I will respond to you the best I can. Um, if you have any questions, let me know. I hope to see you guys Thursday, and I hope you enjoy my outro. Outro.